0: Hey there folks, Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah morning news and do Savannah special. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Have a really fun interview lined up for you. I spoke with Troy Wanzell directly from his painting studio. It was a really great interview. Troy was really phenomenal in his expression of his opinions about the Savannah art community, about art making in general, about his self portraits. But it was also really kind of cool because he actually painted a portrait of me while we were sitting there. And, um, you know, I'm not patting myself on the back about that. But what I kind of thought was cool is how relaxed that Troy got once he started painting me and ended up having a really, really great interview. I've cut it down to about. Oh, gosh, it's almost a full hour here, and it was actually over an hour and a half of recording, so it was a, a really long conversation, and I sort of cut out the best bits for your listening enjoyment, and I know that you are going to enjoy it. wanted to mention, as always, you can catch past episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air column right here at savannanow.com in the entertainment section and i wanted to mention last week i spoke with the incomparable Jerome B. Meadows. And that was a phenomenal conversation. We talked all about his process, his background, as well as hitting on Confederate monuments and the Weeping Time property here in Savannah. So really, really interesting and deep conversation there with Jerome. And he provided us with a lot of insight. So I know you're gonna wanna hear that. Again, savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. But let's get to this interview. Again, Troy Wanzell live from his studio I know you're going to love it, talking all about his self-portraits, his role in The Artist and the Truck, and a little bit about how his own image can cease to mean him. Enjoy.
1: The end product of most of these things, right, the the palettes have always been better than the paintings, you know, that's the dynamic of. So the funny. nature of real paint, you know, because 98% of artists that paint will look at that palette and go, what kind of gibberish is going on here? What kind of organization? You've never been painted by me, but the old Troy used to power through shit, where it's like I felt obligated to go quickly from the sitter and it was really gestural throughout the process of painting. Likeness and all these little things that people wanted more precision in like oh, I want to make sure it gets you hit dad's nose All these sort of things that wouldn't happen naturally with painting Have been pushed to the side. So so now I have to do a painting from life Work on it through video photo form and then finish it on life, which I am against a hundred percent but for accuracy I
0: have to do. Why that. are you against that? You just want well, to... Well, because up.
1: there's one variable in life painting that is not included in anything else. It's that act of being here. And, you know, like you're sitting here, the painting's here, so you're watching the process happen, which, you, which is unorthodox, right? So you're sitting down, you're watching the process, um, and this connection that I make, I register information, it becomes a memory to bring it to this point right so there isn't like hold oh, still Rob you moved you moved uh, no, right so I gather information put it down so every step is like my interpretation through the the truth of brushstrokes right so the accuracy doesn't need to be there you have to trust that it is there right so painting from life like I'll paint a dog a black lab but somehow it will seem like that black lab which is the most important thing, right? It's yeah. not a black lab, it's somehow that. So so you're catching that elusive sort of thing that
0: you know, that, that photo form can't catch, right? So how how much do you think this philosophy do you think like you've developed just being out on your own and being like so immersed in portrait art versus you know training would you say well like,
1: I, I think it, i think it is all accidental What i've come across with, without uh, knowing because it wasn't really told like no one so basically like teachers taught you the skill set teachers left you on your own whatever they're observing like a proper teacher was like okay i noticed Troy's touching on something that i can't teach him possibly so so they're teaching you direct observation, they're teaching you limited palette, they're teaching you all these things that help you improve your touch through paint, right? Uh, and then of course, I've come from that school of painting where efficiency was key, right? Immediate, like thoughtful brushstrokes, right? You think about it, then you place it, you know, that, uh, that dynamic that doesn't happen in a lot of people's work. So I, I, I know the truth behind all that. And that tactile quality that happens through that and the, that beautiful accidental brush stroke that happened but um, i mean i guess to really answer your question it was all accidental like turning of the canvas was based on a video moment where i had to document they, they needed to be seen they need to see the sitter and the painting so i had to turn them in an unorthodox way so and then that just made sense to you after that like well, after you did it or well you know i use this too much where I don't know what I want or what is right but I know what is wrong right through the process of like that's not it that's not it that's not it and then all of a sudden you realize like conversation is key in a live portrait right where that someone becomes comfortable they settle in like they're just talking and
0: then oh by the way there's a painting going on like yes. you mean literal conversation as in yeah, it you're actually sitting down and talking. So just
1: like right now, like right now we could be painting you right now, which we can right now if you want to. And it could be very quick. It could be something that is never seen by human beings. But, but to understand it, or we can do it later. Uh, some other time we can organize that. But I mean, if, if you, you want, want to, I'm down. It'll <laughs> be fun.
0: Um, so just first of all, and I'll give you sort of a little impression of sort of stepping into the space and kind of what I see is somebody who, you know, I've interviewed hundred, literally hundreds of artists at this point and talked to lots of people about their process and and all of that. And you can walk into this and I think from like somebody who doesn't really know you or what you do or whatever and the studio is kind of a disaster, I guess you might say, in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, it's really full and everything. But from a mechanical standpoint, like from the space being oriented towards completing the what you're trying to complete as far as like making portrait paintings and having this spot with this actually pretty nice light that's coming in and you have a little place to sit back and look at your stuff. You have your, where your palette is and everything like that. It's actually super functional even though it's... That's what I was wondering about. That's why I kind of asked about that instincts versus versus teaching because the, nobody would teach somebody to make their studio look like this. But as far as like being able to accomplish your goals, it's actually really well suited, just like walking in and seeing it.
1: I agree, yeah. Well, and plus there's that, You know, and I am not comparing myself to uh, great artists in any way, but you've seen like a Francis Bacon studio. It's like, how did, how did he do anything, right? Like how, how did that, <laughs> chaos exists in some form that he can present it that way, where the the studio in truest form of an artist is an extension of the artist. And all of this information describes the way I approach the artwork, you know, that sort of, I guess, controlled chaos. Things are organized, things are known where they are, but sometimes things need to be pushed. And, of course, this is a downsized version of my studio, right? You never went to my old studio, which is probably the last remaining true savannah studio where it was an old dilapidated house slowly falling apart you know, you know trading bartering for studio space all of those sort of things <laughs> uh, so i had to downsize that's why everything's like thrown in the corner here because basically i had to take what i felt was worth keeping and then uh, take it uh, elsewhere so but it but there's absolutely that dynamic you know, and we've we really we've lost that with the social media. And I'll, I'll let you in on a little bit of history for Troy. My old studio, people used to stop by all the time. I'm in the neighborhood, whatever, and it was it was a great place to gather, have conversation, and then all of a sudden I'm being painted. Right? Why not? Uh, well, because of social media, people stopped coming by, and I didn't quite know why. It was social media, and I was like, man, why don't you come by the studio? Come hang Oh, I see what you're working on. Ah, interesting. So so, so social media made people not want to see what I'm working on because they already know. But of course, you've already walked in here and this is not probably what you expected. You had a general idea.
0: No, but, and then there's also like the smells and like the feel of it. And like you can hear these chimes like in the background. Like I was just sitting here and you're talking and I'm hearing and like, and you know, I'm coming at it from recording an audio thing as well. And I hear these chimes in the background and I'm like, Oh, that sounds nice, and that's a really nice little snippet that'll be on the recording. But you're not getting that from your Instagram post or exactly,
1: right? And, and you're just simply talking about the, the smell.
0: You know. Believe
1: it or not, 98% of the world has never smelled turpentine. You know, like in true form, it's like, ooh, that's not a good smell. This is the only smell I can live <laughs> to paint Because if you don't have the yeah. smell in your studio, I don't think you're painted. I, I really sorry everybody. I don't, I don't think it counts because all of that like, almost like it's not quite unsafe, but you know, you go to certain studios and you'll be a painter, but you won't smell anything. You've been to studios that have uh-huh. no smell. That's a major variable, right? And uh, my girlfriend likes to smell of like me. So there's that weird thing of that dynamic of that's who you are. Like, like I could bottle Troy Cologne in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you smell too. like a painter. Yeah, and so right, right that's it. You know, <laughs> in, 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 the,
1: in the weirdest way people would. They'll smell you and go, what is that? You know, it's this strange, uh, I wouldn't say aphrodisiac, but it, but it definitely triggers something, which is what we should be triggering as, as artists, right? Yeah. But we're wandering from the, the tactile quality of art, which is predecessor of all the other senses, right? So we, do, we rely on, on this visual thing, and we need more visual, when you could simply be sitting here, being painted, and smelling all this, and, then, and somehow this becomes a memory, right?
0: I'm curious, I mean, because you mentioned that you're having to do a little bit of live painting, and then work from video, and then coming back to the live painting at the end, and working like that, and you hate it. And talking about... Yeah, uh, not not hate, uh, but definitely prefer unfamiliar the territory. Right? right, right, right. Uncomfortable territory. And then also mentioning you know people not stopping by the studio because they're seeing what you're doing on like instagram social media so they're not seeing it on purpose i mean do you feel a little bit like at all like a throwback in a way like you know do you think of it like those do i mean is it working for you i guess what i'm saying like is Uh, it as far as like
1: everyone you kind of fight that. do you feel like you're swimming
0: upstream or you feel like well screw it i'm just gonna do my thing
1: I, I have come to the realization, I've had recent conversations with people that I, I value in conversation, and uh, that acceptance is a major maturing point of almost like acceptance. <laughs> I know, things. right? And, and I've I have accepted, right, this constant cycle of things spinning, right? Savannah is an example of the cycle. Oh, man. You know, like more than anything I've ever known uh, art wise, you know, because we have the influx of young minds, and all this sort of reoccurring thing and repetitive nature, and I realized my acceptance phase was not right now. That's all it was, like basically, I'm keeping everything close to my chest, I've come to the realization that showing work is not the way to have people respond to it, so you hint towards things, like my Instagram is more like hints, if people are paying attention to the clues of what I'm working on, and if they're interested enough to see what comes out of it, right? So the final presentation of a body of work should, in my mind, and maybe the old school way or whatever we want to generalize it as, is, is the most important step because you're walking into a space that you could not have predicted, right? A, a mm. real artist will take this, these, these elements, all these things they've been working on, and present them like they want or through a curate whatever it takes. But, you shouldn't know what to expect when you walk into an art like a final presentation of a gallery right so if you already know what you're going to see which is the majority of people's
0: scenario right we, we, you know, well gonna, because you can yeah. instantly show it in a way now that you could never have done well and, and photo
1: form represents your work just as equally and that, that should trouble an artist deeply yeah. right? if somebody says I, you don't need to see my work in real life maybe you should do something else. Right. Uh, but but to truly answer your question, now is not the time for what I'm trying to do, but that could be close, right? It could take this simple conversation, right? It takes nothing to shift mindset. It could easily be some recent quarantine issue that someone thought about something they didn't, right? And that's what this is about, right? Right, right. right. Uh-huh. The, you, what you talk about, you, you're showing what people are doing, but you're also trying to get people to Expand upon it, right? Think about something, right? And not just make things up and how it should be, but definitely uh, as an artist, right? That's what we're we we're, we're, we're trying. Well, you know, but artists it, are very different, right? They they're, they're different. They're supposed to be different in a way where they been question more often. Right?
0: Yeah, but I mean, also think that sometimes you know, as somebody who interviews a lot of artists is I think that sometimes we're in our little space and we're doing our thing and we're kind of isolated from other people that we don't have to have the conversation about what it means and what it's all about. We just kind of follow our instincts and our instincts are honed over time. So, like, it's not really necessary that you, like, understand what you're doing in the moment because that understanding will come later. So a lot of times when I talk to artists, like, they are figuring it out to a certain extent just by me asking questions because they're like, oh, I haven't really thought about this before. Now I need to think about it because there's literally some dude who's going to write about me in the newspaper. So I better sound like I know what I'm talking about. And that's not, I don't mean that as a knock. I actually think that that's kind of like a lot. I mean, I'm the same way as an artist. Like I work on my stuff and I don't really know what it means until I'm a certain distance into the process of like making a body of work, like you said, you know, or like it starts to evolve into something, you know, one thing or another. So.
1: And all the variables are included, right? You know, that simple act of, me realizing it takes a village like that that you know i do what i do and i've always stayed constant i've stayed i've, I've, I've reached for that point and some people have stayed on the path with me some not but i'm going that way wherever that is what do you like, think like, though it takes i just mean, like, yeah. can't do it yourself is what i'm saying like it takes community it takes conversation it takes uh, patrons it takes curators it sure, takes all man. of that right and, and plus our town it takes the, the immature version and the mature version or whatever you want to call it, the evolved version, like the, there's so many variables in our art scene.
0: That's interesting because you've been here for a long, long time. And I wonder, I wonder how you sort of perceive... Since 91, by the way. Man. So you've seen, I think, a couple of really major upheavals then. Um, but I'm sort of curious, I mean, like, how do you view the Savannah art scene right now? I mean, do you think it's stagnant, positive, negative... Moving forward, changing, what, I mean, how do you kind of look at it based on somebody who's been here for a long time and worked here for a long time and is working as an artist? I mean, because you're not just viewing it from the outside, but like you're viewing it from the inside.
1: It's never stagnant. It's never not moving, but also in the same way of a slowly moving stream, you could say. But if I had to use a term, which probably will be misinterpreted, and I apologize, Ancestral. We have an incestual nature, uh, and you know what happens when that continues through generations. You get some mutated, terrible version of the same thing, and everybody's like, my son's great. Like your son has a big forehead, whatever. Like <laughs> uh, anyway, it's just we, we as humans we, we, we go to what we're good at, we go to what's comfortable, we go whatever we have to justify we're doing right. The artist life is very difficult because you're constantly trying to justify money and you're comparing yourself to someone else. So you're trying to keep up with the Joneses kind of thing. So the artwork suffers. And we're at a very suffering ancestral point of the same thing happening over and over again and everybody patting each other on the back. Um, and I and that that that's me saying it in the most negative way I can but in the most positive way is all it takes is that little flicker of realization that we aren't challenging each other anymore. We're just, it, it, it's comparable to a bad critique in high school, and you know what I mean, where uh-huh. no one wants to say anything bad, because that may affect how their outcome is, but sadly enough, I feel we need to say some bad things. We need to challenge each other, and, and, I, and I want that with myself. I, I, know, I know more of the wrong than the right. So yeah, I yeah. don't know our right path, but as you observe, which is key to art in general, like paying attention, we've noticed that we aren't challenging each other. So when I say I wish people would challenge each other, I'm saying challenge me, make me prove my worth. And, and if you, there's any question, because you know, you're hard pressed to find someone that wants to rip on me. Right? Like try to find someone that's like, well, Troy, he needs to practice more. He needs to have a better opinion, right? (laughs) And, 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 you know, we want that, right? We want that and we want to be able to talk about it and question what we're working on, you know? And I think that's where I am, which to answer the question, that's where we all are. So it may seem like I have a dog in the fight in art, but in truth, I'm so comfortable with what I do that I don't and I sit back and kind of adapt and react to what people need. Sometimes confronts, sometimes not. More likely I am to stay away. Affiliation can affect your work and all those sort of things. For so, sure. 100%, so all yeah. all these things. Um, but we're also troubled when we, as a human race, we, we are used to something, we see this thing work, and then all of a sudden something shifts, right? So the simple act of gallery spaces being too expensive and all this sort of thing, and what percentage people take, and what they really do for the work, and and, and you know, then your community, like if one out of fifty pieces in your show are strong, that's a that, you know, what do you do with all of that, you know? And we can talk about presentation more than anything, and I think that is the key to Savannah right now. Is most people are not schooled in understanding presentation of work and truly that final thing, because you can make the worst piece of artwork look amazing through proper presentation, right? Or you can bring value to something that may not draw attention And I constantly talk about the strength of one little teeny piece. Like everybody will do a show of how many pieces I can put in, how much work I can sell. Like the more work on the, on the wall, the more likely I'll sell. But if you have three strong pieces that can hold an entire room, you can charge that much for them, anyways, because they have the strength. And then someone walks in and like, "Is this place empty?" And they walk right up to that one piece. And if thirty-five people are gathering around one piece, and you may cry. It's so amazing, like a newborn. I mean, like, that's amazing. That's, that's that's a really really yeah. good point. But, but will it seem empty? And, and we're talking about things like. Make our work that makes you uncomfortable. All these things that existed before us that we've forgotten or chose not to. Everything has to be happy, flowers and, and wonderful moments. Like if I paint a cloudy sky, it has to still be happy. Like it's <laughs> cloudy, like you know, and and you can't be troubled. But the, you know, you have you have little moments of like like the. Uh, where everybody knows my name? The little show that just happened at the chapel? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you check it out. I, I'm probably going to go by today. But it's interesting. That variable, that little uh, group of people seem unorthodox to the art scene, which I think is where the value lies, right? What we're, we're talking about is what our community is. We have all these set sort of, not cliques, but existing neighborhood scenarios. For sure, yeah. So sulfur so is for the neighborhood. Laney is for that neighborhood, or the people that drive to that neighborhood. Um, and uh, everything else. Location, of course, and the new location space. Like, what a great space, right? So who knows what that evolution, but it's still the same vibe of the old space, right? So yeah, these little shiftings that happen within these little shiftings.
0: To kind of shift gears a little bit, I mean, I'm curious as to how, because you're sort of, you know, you mentioned you don't have a dog in the fight, you're happy doing what you do and all this. But you also do have the component of you and your artistic work that is the group show, the everything that you do with the artists and the truck folks. So that's a different thing because you all put yourselves out there and you're making your own individual work, but there is a certain level of cohesion, at least based on the history that you all share. I mean, how do you kind of marry those two different things for yourself, would you say? I mean, so for... With the artists in the truck show, which
1: more than anything, you know, which, which I think is strangely rare in this moment of art, um, the story and the catalyst of whatever we've done is the most important element, right? So, what what triggered this sort of movement of what we're doing, and lucky enough, we have such a variety, you know, this cornucopia of artists and um, the understanding that everybody is there together but improving individually, right? So every single one of us has improved individually as an artist and then we have a show. So even if the show's, the work, regardless of whether it's strong or not, it's still that residual of the story and, and our human connection, which you, you interviewed all the gentlemen uh, enough to know all their sides and how they got to one point and how this all is. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, and it's beautiful in a way that it will continue regardless. And I think that's why I push that element, I support that element, and I, I believe it needs to continue like all things it's the it, it, it's that wonderful understanding that baby steps in their direction are just as profound as big steps and we we're, we're, we're I would call us baby steps because that's the way we work as artists and as people and we make sure but it's also growing and evolved' it's just in the six shows once you you know just that simple leap from going from uh, What the old uh, beast, I guess, or whatever it was, uh, nonfiction. nonfiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Uh we have a nonfiction where it's kind of student run, and you know somebody's sort of helping with the lights, and you're sort of hanging it yourself, and you're (laughs) kind of like not sure. Pretty decent, pretty solid space though. Oh, great space. space. Absolutely. I mean, you know, a lot of those spaces were so good, such good space. Um, But the idea that you know, simply by you know latching onto Peter. And that moment of the fellows realizing they don't need to install the work anymore, someone will do it for them, right? This is hilarious, maturing moment that happens in art where you're like, I really like not having to hang it myself, but <laughs> me, me as an art installer, the majority of my life, I still feel obligated to have input in it, right? But then some people are like, oh, you know, in the group, are like, I'm just happy to have this guy do it, you know? So, so. And that's almost like getting paid well, right? You can think of that dynamic of right? that once somebody does it for you, you're like, you feel better about yourself. You feel a little more value, right? And it could be just, you know, I don't know what it is. But basically, my connection to that, and I will call um, artist in the truck my constant, right? This one continual sort of thing, and then all these other things happen, right? So, so in any form, music... Visual arts, right? You have like a painter, local color and, and things are. So the overall color of things, and then you have reflective color. You have these secondary elements that come in. So artist in the Truck is the majority of the composition, and then all these other things kind of flavor that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. There's you a couple things have that to I take it easier, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. have to take it serious, I think, is what I was really getting at. But,
0: but at the same something. time, so what I think is interesting you say that because one of the things there's a sort of a theme that, in talking to so many other the artists that are involved in the, in the Artists of the Truck, is that there are two major themes that have that, although the work is very different, that each of the folks have kind of mentioned and that's like one thing is accountability so like you all kind of like hold each other accountable in a way like you all sort of push each other or like you're checking up on each other and there's sort of that like we're going to have another show so there's the accountability of we're going to have another show so there's an expectation there that you're all going to work together again in the future and then the bonding over hard work in the truck like originally that job of working on that scat truck and working together and working your... Well, because I don't want to have to edit this out, working your butts off and sweating and doing that hard work and, like, hard work being sort of a component of it. So, like, in every show, I sort of feel like there's that underlying theme, or at least with each of the artists, like, they all kind of have that... And you're a really hard worker. I mean, you're prolific. You don't, like, it's not... Like, and that has shown in every artist I've spoken to, you know, every one of them... Uh, not just as an artist but like as a person the kind of people who are hard workers the kind of people who are like doing stuff all the time
1: well and the beauty
0: of that uh you
1: know we'll call us generally working class people whatever you know you, you earn some sort of thing and of course we've talked about most people got their degree from SCAD because of working there right that beautiful idea of You're working for somebody, they appreciate you, they give free classes, and and they improve you as a human being, right? In truth, they improved all of us by giving us free classes. You know, someone who normally wouldn't, right? You were talking like, of course, transitional areas of Savannah growing up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That whole thing, and how someone can get out of things. You know, of course, work was the thing to get you out, but then all of a sudden, you realize you're good at something, and now we have everybody working on a little more personal level, right? like Keanu and his kids, and how he he Mm -hmm. documents them, and what, you know, a lot of times, like Keanu will show his work, right, and what he does professionally, you know, and hints towards a little more personal, but I'm looking forward to, like, the moment when he documents the true, or shows, and and presents the truly personal things, right? James will touch more on personal things through more sort of abstraction, maybe, right, sort of things, And, and, you know, basically, we absorb everything and, and then you kind of produce what you need to produce.
0: Well so I think it's interesting because you're talking about Keani and looking for him to you know, looking forward to that moment when he shows something personal. But what I thought was interesting is that when the you know all of the social justice stuff started really becoming back into our public consciousness and James did a portrait of him, you know, with the chains and, and everything, that photographic portrait was really powerful. That inspired then Keani to do a piece similarly. I think it actually. Worked oh, out. was the other way around? Yeah, yeah, it was the other way around. Yeah. So they worked off of each other like that, and I think like, that oh that's kind of yeah, 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 yeah. And they both were owned up to like how they were influencing <laughs> each other, but they were influencing each other to do something that hit more, I guess, close to home, you know, or like more was more personal and more kind of out there, and that's that accountability thing I almost think of. You know what I mean? It's like. You're mm-hmm. bonded and you trust each other, you know, you all trust each other. So, like, you can you can do an homage and you know that the person, other person isn't going to be like, this person is ripping me off, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know that, like, there's that trust there, so... There's definitely a, uh,
1: an understanding of uh, we're all equal in this scenario, which mm-hmm. is probably resonates from the work ethic. Like, you prove yourself and that, that's it, you know, and, and these guys are... Keyed in on that, like, like there is that absolute need to prove yourself, and once you prove yourself and you're accepted, then we move on.
0: It's like family, actually. What I've in in the descriptions, that I, especially the conversations that were not recorded, because with every one of them, we had an awesome conversation that I recorded, and then we ended up talking for like half an hour, forty five minutes on the mm-hmm. phone afterwards. That was kind of a reflection about. Our conversation, and a lot of the time, it, I I kind of wish, oh man, I wish I had this part as my recording because it was so deep and so personal. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I, I so what you think? I mean, like, I, I know you've, you've, in a lot of ways because you've been in Savannah for so long and you've stuck around in Savannah. I mean, I kind of think of you. Well, James, in a lot of ways, I think has looked at sort of as like the, the spiritual <laughs> the yeah. spiritual leader or, or in a way, but I kind of feel like you is sort of being the person who connects a lot of the people within the group, um, being here in Savannah and, and staying here in Savannah and sort of...
1: I just happen to be a little more connected with the scene. Yeah, and I that's, guess that's, that's it. basically yeah. my one little part is, and I've made the exodus from uh, SCAD and, and all that and a lot of those guys are still working, so they still interact with each other. So my focus is what I can do for myself and and presentation work and what spaces. So working that hustle a little bit, uh, I get a foot in a door where they may not, and I was like, hey man, we should check this out. Mm -hmm. So that's usually what it was where, you know, like Peter, all of a sudden deciding we had value in in what he was doing and and, and his excitement about that, right? He he can't wait for our next show. Uh, So when I talk about the unique takes a village, it takes that, you know, and, and like you talk about whatever people talk about. It doesn't even play a part, like what you think about location, what you think about the space. We are embraced the way it should be, like you know, like somebody who's staying dedicated. A venue needs to stay dedicated, right? And you see the value, right? And Peter finds the value in the group, which I love our group. And I have to really force this. It has nothing to do with me, but everything to do with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is as yeah, yeah. profound a moment that humans need to remember. Like, what if it wasn't art? What if it was something else? The scenario plays beautifully in that scenario. And, and I truly, I say this way too much, genuinely lucky to be included, right? I think I add a valuable part all the parts are important, you could also throw someone else in the mix that, that fits in, right? We could take someone out, like that variable can change, it doesn't need to stay with these certain people, you know? Like we'll throw in a little bit of uh, Carlos, like Carlos will do our uh, graphic design stuff, you know? So Carlos was part of that original group, and uh, he just plays a minor part, which is more in the shadows of it, and people may not know, like he designed a car, or this sort of image. stuff. So,
0: Well, that's interesting because the way you're describing it is powerful, but also, like, it's very liberating. I mean, to not, like you said, you you have, like, less pressure or there's, it's less serious. Um, Because I, and I can actually identify with that with, like, the writing and the radio show. Like, I don't, it's so not about me. It is about, I think of it as, here's my way that I can help grow and support the Savannah art community, which I love. And, like, that's all... It literally is not about... I think of it like that. You know, I think of it as really, like, here is something I can do that's positive that isn't really about me. You know, I don't talk about my own work when I'm interviewing, like, artists. Well, or no, You know what I mean? Relate, right? we have yeah, when there's a relation moment. But it's not, like, it's not about... I mean, the moment know. it
1: becomes about you is the moment you fail, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Feel. And I don't even...
0: But the thing is, I don't even want it. Like, I you know what I mean? Like, what I love doing this because it is not my work you know what I mean because it's not my artwork it's like Mm -hmm. it is helping others or doing something you know that is with others and I do think of it as in a way it's a collaboration because I'm writing and you're telling me your story and I'm putting that story out and based on our conversation that's what the story how the story is told you know so it's a It truly really is fascinating. So, what do you think? I mean, I know when I was speaking with the other fellows for this, uh, you know, about kind of stuff last year, that there was some. Um, I know mean, you were kind of thinking like, oh, we're going to do a show soon, and then you know there was a pandemic and things kind of. Which get we weird.
1: actually had a show scheduled, and it was supposed to happen maybe three weeks before COVID. So, <laughs> so we actually had a show scheduled, and we're like starting to produce work. We, you know, we, we sort of. Or we absolutely pick a not a theme, but you know, some sort of guidelines based on dimensions, like some uniform quality, because we have such a variety of work, we can easily just do endless salon style, size variables, whatever. So so we start focusing and, and, and I'm my thing which I barely do but I can't drop the seeds that need for maturing right so that's what it, hopefully people have noticed every show is maturing and then the sort of vision of what this sort of how this could become conceptual work right so imagine this long road and then all these guys become conceptual artists right like leaning more towards edgar yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Idea. but could you imagine the beauty in such things like keani all of a sudden being really vague and conceptual with what he does yeah. and that you may never have seen something like that's the potential of what we're talking about, so uh, that's where I find the most value.
0: Well, it'll be interesting too because, you know, we can discuss and we all know that historically speaking there have been, you know, pandemics and things before. But if you can't understand something like that without experiencing it. We've all ex- now experienced it. And I know in every instance of all of the artists that I've spoken to, they were all influenced one way or another by the pandemic or the social justice movement or one thing or another that's happened in the last, I guess, you know, now sixteen months or so. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, are you thinking to show that show or are you thinking, well now we need to do something different because they they like the have world said so
1: you know recently I reached out and they have said that they're working on work and, and basically it's a good time for something to spark off because of the, the you know that they have been working on work which I'm speculating has a lot to do with COVID and whatever that variable is where you're spending more time with people. Or Or isolation, isolation, quarantine, whatever. More thought, lack of thought, whatever people chose to do. Uh, Acknowledge, hide, ignore, whatever we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, That that constant uh, flux is happening. So so what we were working on before most likely won't have anything to do with what we're working on now. Me, personally, I don't, I'm not the artist that uh, responds to social whatever. I just, there's enough people for that. Uh-huh. I like to be more of a whisperer. Like, I like, like let the work <laughs> be for the whisperers, let the people who gather in corners talk about the corners, right? Uh, work is most important. You have to assume the artist you have to assume everything about the artist, basically. You have to walk in and see something, know some information, but absolutely understand that this tangent could be anything, right? You know, it doesn't seem the same. Did you notice everything, right? We're not, as a community, we're not spending time with this work like we're spending time. You know, you want people to sit down like they do in a museum, right? Where, Where somebody sits down and knows that this is worth staring at, The Raft of Medusa, if you sit in front of it for two hours like people have done for thousands, hundreds of years, there's something there, right? But we don't do that with our work, right? And that's what, if you've noticed, like space-wise, so that's where I am with like Artists in a Truck and, and what I'm doing. I'm thinking of creating spaces that
0: nurture that, I wanted to sort of round off the interview because I always ask people this, and this is really funny because my last question is always like, if people want to follow you, see your work, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've been kind of disparaging Instagram. But I mean, are you like, I mean, I guess it would be really hard for somebody to come by and see your studio at this point. Like, yeah, you can't, yeah. it's impossible. Like, yeah. you can't uh, just stop yeah. in. I mean... Which, you know, that
1: that's a... a controlled aspect of it right you know you know i've gotten to that point where i need to control it so the answer if somebody is interested in what i do put your nose to the air see which way the wind's blowing and maybe see if troy surfaces and i think that's where i am right now where i'm holding most of the stuff close to my chest i'm working on things and i believe what we're lacking is the physical excitement of seeing something that you did not expect and and the overwhelming quality of, of, of really thoughtful work, right? Like something that you revisit, right? I think of was the last time you saw something, tried to absorb it, and knew you had to come back, right? It's, it's rare in this modern day, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe somewhere else, but not right now. Um, so that's where I am, and that's what's valuable. So I work on these little elements, these little pieces that I may show and hint towards what it's going to be, but in truth, you don't know what that final presentation is going to be, and that's what I'm going for. So the idea that something is so I'm working, I'm, 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 I'm fiddling with things. But so I'm just, just, just. So basically, location gallery is where you can see some work, but in context, it, it, it's out of its element. It's just sort of there to buddy up with everybody else and, and you know make sure people know you're alive and producing work
0: right? They're like cool he's alive and producing work he, he, here's art um, but really current. people should to sniff into the air and if they smell troy cologne, troy cologne. turpentine <laughs> 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 then they know a show is coming soon uh, the body of yes. work is coming soon yes.
1: and, and hopefully we, we are connected enough with our community that we know uh, uh, uh the, you know people with the pulse on things people understand what is going on you got to stay in tune with people we have to have these conversations right uh and now that this sort of quarantine moment has made people think about things we'll see what happens right we'll, we'll see how exciting or or lack of we have right but we do know that this is an important moment right we're talking yeah yeah, yeah. we haven't talked in a while we haven't talked thorough uh you've never been to a mine or the or whatever it it's interesting
0: though, because walking in here, and I and I said that too. But like I, I, right when I walked in, like I got it. You know what I mean? Like I got like because like it seems chaotic, but like the what you, the essence of you being able to execute the what the work that is important to you is very like it's obvious. Like I can see it. You know what I mean? And I think that that's you know. I mean, I think that is not what an artist studio is.
1: And, and, and to let you, uh, like, a little hint of what I'm truly thinking of, and I've said this before Yeah, we didn't even before, talk about the self-portrait uh, stuff. But, but, but simply the, the sculpture form, the, the, the white sculpture form in plaster, which is such a satisfying material and affordable. But I felt, you know, if you haven't figured this out about me, I think every little seed I plant is sort of a lesson of what I've learned of no, what I have observed. And I have observed that the majority of our artists are dependent on color. A color is a crutch. They couldn't produce other kind of work. Color is, it, it, they, they say it's important, but in truth, if, you, if you're dependent on color, you need to question color, right? That's way my mind thinks. So by me leaving color, And now we're dealing with form, right? And and sculpture, to me, relates more to photography than painting, right? Because it's light dependent, it's light source dependent. So these elements that are in plaster are dependent on presentation, which a a lot of my paintings doesn't matter. It's almost good wherever it is, you know? So that idea is a hint towards what is important to me right now. So basically the absence of color the use of presentation and shadow and light, and, and, and of course the residual of what brainstorm was to me—cast shadows, like cast shadows on. on yeah, platform. yeah, yeah. And I saw you playing with
0: some shadows and some digital imagery actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I thought was interesting. Interesting indeed.
1: Where where all those photographs look? So in Instagram, right? Why you know he's, he's documenting himself. Which I'll tell you real quick: self-portraits all started because I was painting people from life and in between painting people, I needed to paint something from life. And the only thing that was around was me. And that's it. self so portrait started that I way. knew that actually, so, you told so, me so, that before, yeah. yeah. So, so basically that was it and I filled my time and I, I would do like bodies of work that were 120 self-portraits and then uh, like hats and glasses and all these little variables which I retouched and or re, re, re revisited through a location gallery show, you know, like, oh, there's Troy dressed like a girl, like, oh, you know, whatever. So, so picking these different ways to do a self-portrait, so I was distracting myself with like, oh, he's wearing a funny shirt, it's Troy with funny shirt. Uh, so now I am self-portrait, no distraction, and having done so many self-portraits, which I would estimate 20,000 bare minimum self-portraits in my life, like, you know, very easily that number, probably more. And now the self-portrait has evolved to no longer represent me. So that's what the self-portrait is now. It huh. has nothing to do with me. So this is now, and if you think of these elements, especially the self-portraits in plaster, they, they represent more of like a key or a legend of a map, right? right? Symbols. So, so what does Troy's face now represent? And That's what I find.
0: That's accurate. interesting because I was thinking you were kind of equating it to you know like when you say a word over and over and over again one after another and mm-hmm. then it ceases to have meaning. Like I was sort of feeling it like that. Like you're, like it it doesn't have the meaning for you. Like because you said it so many, you've painted it, you've sculpted it, you've done it so many which, times. Which, which like which is accurate, I think. Yeah. I mean because where,
1: where it, I've done it enough where it no longer is me. You know where. I basically painted self-portraits, and this is how my mind works, until I'm no longer interested. So one day I woke up and didn't paint a self-portrait. Didn't even notice. Next day I didn't paint a self-portrait again. I was like, it's been like three days since I haven't even thought about that. And I just didn't need it anymore. And that was it. You know, so a lot of my body of work, I'll work on it, like this chaos piece, where it's just like spinning and moving until it no longer moved. Like, can you stir the soup enough to make it so thick where it no longer moves and that's basically where the body of work it just ended because I, I it stopped moving for me and I was like finally so I would paint self-portraits until I no longer needed to and I no longer needed to like I woke up
0: and didn't need to dude that is think about that the health of the good health of that though you know what I mean like especially because people know you in that context like you're giving up the thing which people kind of know you for because you don't need it anymore. Like, it's not healthy anymore to just do that thing over and over again, continue to do that thing. That's that's fascinating. That's well, a fascinating you know, thing. simply
1: like something as is, is reflective as a self-portrait is really the ultimate thing, right? You know, so anyone who's ever done a self-portrait, there's a lot going into that, but that I have gotten past that. It's a very, very interesting moment for an artist where you no
0: longer represent you?
1: I mean, that's a very bizarre It's deep. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I yeah it's like, what I does it mean? mean it's deep, it's just No,
0: like really, what does it mean though? Like when you're no longer represent yourself? That's so fascinating. How do I, so what is the vehicle for,
1: for thought and conversation? What is the vehicle for talking of community issues and all these sort of things, right? So if I can represent racial inequality through my face multiple times in elements, it takes someone to think about it like, oh, this is a white guy with a beard. I'm already judging him. You know, that's what I get. Like, like my face is a face of people, eh, I know what kind of type of guy you are, right? So in this form, I'm a type of guy to people. When people see a self-portrait, they're already kind of judging They They think they're supposed to be thinking about who that is or, you know, I wonder who this person is, right? I mean, that's what we do with portraits. Oh, for sure. So if that image of myself can represent something completely not me and people are willing to think about that and think of it as the, the key or legend to a map like oh all these are sort of elements that are, are you know like imageries that you know when you put images together that say something yeah you know like do, do you something.
0: think people can do that you think people can can figure that out on their own? You think that they don't, they can do that? Like, let's say somebody comes in and they see this work and they, they don't know you. They don't know your work. Do you think they can figure that out on their own? Absolutely or, not, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's the tough like, thing, like, right? There's, there's no way, you
1: know, and, and there are people like that. You know, certain people like Mike Williams, you know, who's no longer around us. Uh, he had that deep knowledge of art. He understood art. So he was able to see all the clues, because basically every modern day artist is some offshoot of everything we observed, mm-hmm. everything we learned, you know, it, you know. Some people study ancient works and influences and whatever whatever time period you deal with, but the more you know, the more you can discuss it, right? And that's where we fail miserably. You know, we have, you know, think of the last time someone really, really impressed you with their art critique. Like, wow, they not only shared what knowledge they had, they connected dots to things that I didn't connect dots to, right, that, that, that person that inspires you, right, you know, that person that makes you better than you are, right, so we, you know, like we used to have, like, there's a husband, you know, who's just so knowledgeable of, of how to talk about the work. And there's nothing wrong with what we have going on here and, and how we discuss this. But there are those few people that get the clues and information, and those are the people we're really trying to, right? Because you, you I mean, what a beautiful moment when you make work, and somebody gets the one thing you didn't mention, right? For sure. There, there can't be much better. Like, like, and then that person—it's so empowering. You you just like I am, I'm I'm forever indebted to (laughs) this moment, right? And that's what it is. So, so anytime you do something. You're not catering to the 98 percent of people. You're, you're hoping for the 1% or 2% that adds that something well, to
0: do. Well, you it. are.
1: Well, isn't artist, But that's thing, the thing right? is, but I don't know that that's... It's our duty to art, I think, is what I'm
0: getting. I think I agree with that. you on that. You know, and I, I, it's sort of philosophically... It's philosophical, but I also think that it's right in a way. Like, it's not...
1: Well, it's simply better than we are, right? Um, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. It's like hoping, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want my work to resonate long past when I'm alive and anything, and it still carries value. It shows I thought of things I didn't just. You know, I could have been a millionaire painting dogs. A millionaire, I'm making bank painting dogs. It was so upsetting how much money I made. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Atlanta, I would paint five dogs a weekend for like years. I was just pumping out money, like absurd amounts of money for dogs, and people loved that. I was like painting their dogs next to the grand piano. It was just crazy. But I couldn't. That was the filth I couldn't wash off. Like Troy, you could be a millionaire dog painter. Like no, you don't want to do that. Like be the be this struggling non dog painter or whatever, whatever we have
0: to do. So, uh, oh, it, that's so funny.
1: Yeah, I, 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 it just all back around for sure.
0: That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings and worldwide at wruu.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU Station Archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.